0: Welcome to Lift and Love Conversations, where we are building a supportive culture around LGBTQ families in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm Allison Dayton from Lift and Love, and I will show you how to lean into your spiritual discomfort to deepen and grow your testimony of Jesus Christ.
1: And I'm Jenny Hunter of Jenny Hunter Coaching. I will help you identify obstacles that could get in the way of sustaining healthy relationships and realizing the blessings of being an LGBTQ family. Each week, we will bring you lessons we've learned through our own lives, the experiences of families we've worked with, and conversations with amazing experts.
0: Hello, ladies. We are back. We have a big topic to talk about today. It's a big, important one. We're going to talk about temple recommend interviews
1: yes this is a common question that both allison and i get and worry from moms who have gay children and
0: friends who support them the question is always can i support uh, my child or gay marriage or um lgbtq people and still hold temple recommend yeah And we would say yes of course yes you. absolutely and But we
1: know that some of you've had interesting experiences with this, with your bishop or your state president. And so we have done some research, like we've talked to different bishops and state presidents and got some quotes for you today and I've read in the handbook. So we have some things to empower you and to feel more confident um, for you to go into these interviews so that you are ready to go in confidently because it's up to you to decide how you want to feel and if you feel like you're worthy to go to the temple.
0: Yeah, and Jenny and I, we always say our goal is to keep um, our confidence in Christ and your confidence in Christ up. That's our goal is that we are as um, advocates and allies and parents and individuals, LGBTQ individuals have confidence that Christ is in this with us. Yeah, and
1: I think we're both so passionate about this because like when um, my son came out, the and I was telling Allison, like, you know, I'm in Florida. And so, um, the temple is a good hour and a half away depending on traffic, um, for me. So it takes an hour and a half and then three hours there and an hour and a half. So it's a whole day to go. And I decided that I would go every other week to the temple. And, um, that sacrifice is what brought difference in my journey with my son being gay and me learning and being taught by the Lord. So I am so passionate about what the temple can do for you and your spiritual maturity and your relationship with Christ and your faith, that it's such a key importance. And we know that the prophet thinks it's so important because he, I mean, we just looked up like, we're now up to 251 temples. I think when the prophet was first alive, there was like three temples on the earth, And he has been over the temple committee for years. And he changed the, the endowments when he came in. He changed the questions. Like the temple, he understands the power and the gift of the temple. And so he is... So, you know, he just talked about this last conference again, where, um, what was his thing He said the Lord does not require perfect faith for us to have access to his perfect power. So he understands that the temple is the perfect power to, and he wants all his members, all of God's children to be able to qualify and go to the temple.
0: Well, yeah. And you know, as we're all missing the temple so much, I mean, you, you talk about it taking all day. I could get out of my house at 5 30 in the morning, do a round like do five initiatories and be back in my house by seven in the morning.
1: So jelly. Which <laughs>
0: was awesome because I could do it every week. And yes. and wow, those first that first year of sort of trying to balance this uh having a LGBTQ child, what it meant to me as a an individual and I as a relief society president. Right. And all of that, I needed that. Um, and I love the initiatories, but as you were talking about um, how we need this gift, the endowment is literally means a gift. It's mm-hmm. a gift and a gift. And, and I would, I always got strength for myself in the initiatories
1: in those. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They're so powerful.
0: Oh, oh I just, you walk out feeling like, you know, Cape on magic bracelets on
1: ready to roll. Yes. In fact, I, one time I went and I went with a girlfriend and it, she hadn't gone since she first was married it's 20 years. Oh yeah. I didn't. She went and she came out. Another podcast. Right. And she's like, Oh my gosh. I go, I know like, Oh, it's like, I was so
0: distracted by the whole process the first time. (laughs) But So I, and I did love the initiatories, but when I would go through uh, the endowment sessions, yeah. Um, And funny, if you think of it as the gift sessions, um, that is where the Lord would teach me about being, uh, in an LGBTQ family. Right. And a lot of, you know, questions would come to my mind and a lot of thoughts and pieces would click into place in the endowment session. And we were talking to Jenny's husband, who's a stake president. And he said these words, the endowment is not a temple experience. An endowment is a gift. And then he added that it's like, it's ke- like a ke- Kevlar, you know, like as you're in your armor for a higher caliber round that we're all sort of starting to <laughs> take on these higher caliber rounds that we feel like we're getting hit by. Right. If, if you all, think of
1: the Fury darts. Yeah. At, yeah. At the centers, right.
0: Which I loved, but the, the endowment is a gift. And, um, and that's what the temple um, experience, any of our experiences in the temple can be a gift to us and a strengthening gift. I mean, that's, um, Jenny, what does it say in the beginning of that letter?
1: Um, the the temple recommend interview serves as an opportunity for these leaders to lift, inspire, and bless members of the church. And so this is talking, this letter went out to all the state presidents, the bishops, the people who, the leaders who do the temple interview process. And it's and this came from the first presidency and but I do want to state before we get into like their role is like if you're listening to this and saying I do not feel like the temple I don't feel that way at the temple like these ladies do I want you know I used to not feel this way either right
0: like I barely went for
1: I yeah I remember like we got married at Atlanta temple and then like I went to the Provo Temple when we got married and like, John loved the temple by then. And I was like, I, I'm not seeing it. he'd almost want to go on a date there. And I'd be like, really? And it just, I took it, it, I had to really grow me up in this. And so if you aren't feeling this way, you will, Um, but you have to invest the time and um, just turn it over to the Lord. And you will love the temple. Yeah,
0: I I suggest starting with the initiatories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just feel... Uh, not invincible, but it's like, yes, that's who I am as a woman.
1: Yeah. It is so empowering. Mm
0: -hmm. I love it. So yeah.
1: So if you don't believe us about the magic of the temple experiment, once they open up, like make it part of just, just give it like six months, say I'm going to commit for six months to go this amount of time. And then really notice the difference. And I testify that you will notice a huge difference with your relationship with the Lord. Huge. huge, huge.
0: Yeah. So, so as we're talking about this, we, you know, you <laughs> to go to the temple, you have to have a recommend. Yeah. This is the pain point for some people because they're worried um, about answering some of the questions. So Jenny and I have done some research and um, we've gone to the best sources, right? Jenny's husband. No, <laughs> and, <laughs> the <handbook. laughs> and the handbook and the handbook. And, and we wanted to just talk through a couple of the, um, of the points and, and to talk about the, your role in the temple recommend interview process and your, your bishop and your stake president. Yeah. Like role. each one of your
1: responsibilities. And I think it's interesting. Like, let's talk with, let's start with like the stake president and the bishop, what their responsibility is. And I think, you know, um, what did John say? He's, they're not gatekeepers, but they're.
0: Yeah. He said, he said, um, this is what John actually said. It was so interesting he said i he said, you examine you for your temple recommend. I love that. I don't examine you. And he said, you come to the temple recommend interview, you're testifying or accounting for your stewardship. So whatever the Lord has asked, I love stewardship because it doesn't have anything to do with anybody. I mean, it does because you're taking care of somebody else, but your stewardship is personal to you. Right. And he says, you are testifying or accounting for your stewardship with the Lord. So you, I I just think that is such a powerful statement.
1: I do too. And I love what the handbook says about their role. It says, um, the priesthood leader may explain basic gospel principles, he may also help members understand the temple recommend questions if needed. However, he should not present his personal beliefs, preferences, or interpretation as church doctrine or policy. And so they're pretty, the church, the the apostles really ask these state presidents and bishops to stick to the 15 questions. It's 15, right? Yeah. Okay. The 15 questions. And so, but we know this is where it gets tricky because we've heard some stories where they aren't sticking to these questions. And just know this, they, they are not supposed to share their personal beliefs or preferences or their interpretation of these questions.
0: No. And this is your examination of you, which is such a great way of putting it. So luckily, and just recently, these questions are in the handbook online. So until I think 2019, um, October of 2019, they were not published for all members, but because of the new handbook changes, they published all the questions and what i thought was as we were having this discussion with um with president hunter about his his beliefs with the um the experience is that to kind of do an inventory of or to go through them and examine the questions and your life so you you know you look at number one and you say, do I have faith in a, testi- in a testimony of Jesus Christ, the eternal, or of God, the eternal father, his son, Jesus Christ, and the, the of the Holy Ghost. Like examine yourself for that. Yeah. Ask yourself these questions. And when you're confident, or you may have questions you'd like to work over with the the state president or the bishop, but you might want to search them out for yourself before. Right. So you go so- through each of these and and mm-hmm. figure them out for yourself. Because and because the first
1: four are really beautiful because they're all about your testimony, right? right? Do you have a testimony of the atonement of Jesus Christ and his role as the Savior and Redeemer? Do you have a testimony of the no, restoration?
0: It, let me just stop right there. It doesn't say yeah. a perfect understanding and diploma in Atonement 101 or 201 yeah. or 501.
1: Just it's a testimony.
0: A, a testimony, right?
1: And we all have different levels of testimony, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. Um, Third is, do you have testimony of the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ? And fourth is, do you sustain the president of the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, as the prophet, seer, and revelator, as the only person on the earth authorized to exercise all priesthood keys? And then also talks about, do you sustain the members of the first presidency in the quorum of the 12 apostles as prophets, seers, and revelators? And do you sustain the other general authorities and local leaders of the church? These are four questions that are great for you to answer yourself before you even walk into that meeting to have confidence
0: in where you stand. Yeah. Okay. So one problem people have is what if an apostle or the prophet has said something that frustrates me? Yeah. I don't agree with. And so that's, that's a really good question. And that one comes up all the time. Right. And
1: And I think that this is going to happen because we all I love the diversity of all of us, how we think and how we talk and what we say, and so you know how if if apostle says something that you don't agree with, can you still go to the temple?
0: right? so I always when my kids talk about this particular issue i I talk to them about like their uncles, so my kids have thirteen uncles. I love it, and which is a lot for anybody. that sounds like a Mormon movie that would be like I a know, great movie. <laughs> and yeah and the chaos that ensues. No. Um, and I said to him, you know, you get talking to one of the uncles about a particular, you know, and, and the uncles, even though, you know, most, they were raised very similarly, they're all very different. Mm -hmm. And so you get talking to one of them, maybe about politics or religion or, you know, baseball teams, or I wouldn't know anything about that, but basketball (laughs) teams or whatever, you're likely to get frustrated by their opinions. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so what, like, move on, go talk to the uncle that, you know, loves the jazz or that, you know, you know, go listen to another uncle. If that one particular subject with that uncle is not going to be good for you. And then, you know, but you always know that that uncle loves you adores you and you respect that that uncle, love that uncle. Even if you don't agree with a particular subject, Right. And I think it's really, I mean, that's making it very simple, but I think it's very much the same as our leaders. Like there's no way we'd agree with everything they said. If you're really like studying things out, like you might have a different opinion just based on how you were born, where you came from, what your belief systems are, what you've experienced in life and they are going to be different.
1: Right. But that doesn't make these men less apostles or less men called of God, if you don't agree with them. Right.
0: No. And I think the question is, Do you believe that they are working for your good? Right. And working with Christ. And that they are working with the Lord and that they are keeping themselves in a place that they can receive revelation from the Lord.
1: Right. And I like what you said where, you know, where we talk about in the temple of speaking ill will of the anointed. Uh And what is the
0: anointed? It's all of us who have gone to the temple, right? When you've been through initiatories, you've been anointed. And so, so we, we don't speak ill. We shouldn't be speaking ill of anybody. Yeah. Cause we it, can, it, we can it, disagree for sure. Right. And it doesn't damage
1: that apostle when you speak ill of It damages you. Yeah. So that's, that's the line to guard against.
0: Yeah. You know? well, I think it does disconnect you in a lot of ways, but there, there are ways of disagreeing and loving at the same time and sustaining that's the big word, right? Right. To sustain. So to sustain is to strengthen or support to uphold, affirm, or confirm. Mm-hmm. Now can you look at the greater good of the of an individual, even a bishop? I mean we have to sustain our bishop twice a year in state conference, right? And our state presidents and we sustain the leaders of the church and all that, you know, they read off everybody's name, right? And we're supposed to sustain them.
1: Right. And I think sustaining part of sustaining is knowing you're not always going to agree, but you're still going to support them, right? Yeah, like and- it's just like a family. Like I, I didn't always agree with my, what my parents thought or did, but I was always there to love and support them. Yeah. You yeah. Know?
0: And, and you're really society president. You're elders quorum president. It's not going to always be like of one mind with you, which but really, truly yeah. be one mind is allowing them their opinion and allowing you. And if it really bothers you, take it to the Lord. If what they take the said, said, take it to the Lord and say, Hey, here's where I am. Here's where they are. What help me here. And I, I don't
1: know if you want to share that experience, but you've had like that with Apostle one time and it really, the Lord did speak to your heart and gave you an answer,
0: didn't he? I was really frustrated because what I was hearing was different than what my personal uh, experiences with the Holy Spirit had been. And I finally was just so frustrated. And I said to the Lord one night, probably in tears, like, what do I, what do, I do with this? And mm-hmm. the answer was, I have told you what I want you to know. Mm -hmm. And that really helped me settle into like, the apostles are here to help us understand. They are literal teachers. Yeah. And if I don't understand something that they've said, or if it's different than what the Lord has taught me, I always listen to what the Lord, my personal revelation is. And, And that's the standard for our church as well. Right. We are supposed to be hearing him. We yes. are supposed to be getting our own personal revelation. And we are supposed to be understanding things the way the Lord wants us particularly to understand.
1: Right. And then I think when you grow yourself up like you did in that moment, I think then you have a greater love for that apostle, even when you disagree, which I think happened to you.
0: Yeah. And I moved out of the very either or position.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: But it was, I mean, I think I went to the Lord with it's either him or me. Right. Like, right. Which of course it's not. Yeah. Because that's like a, that's so complicated. It's the, the Lord has been teaching me a particular subject and that I have to have faith in and, and I shouldn't let anybody hurt my faith on that. Right. I should have confidence in the Lord. And we have to honor that the Lord's teaching him or that, right. Right. You know, like
1: we have to honor their teachings. And so I I love how you said it's the, and it's not the either or the
0: and, and we need to move ourselves out of thinking it's either one way or the other that's very yeah. black and white thinking and that's going to get us in trouble every single time. But that process is
1: kind of what we need to do if if that is if that question is a sticking point yeah. that's the work you need to do before you go into your interview so you're confidently answering that question. Yes.
0: Absolutely. And that's the inventory you take of yourself yeah. or the examination you do of yourself and then you say, "Well, I need to work on this." And you can say you, you yeah, so let's 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 talk about the next ones and then we can talk about talking about yeah because the next
1: ones are just um the first four of your testimony the next ones are how you're living that testimony and but i think the big next one is seven right yeah go ahead and read that one it says do you support or promote any teachings practices or doctrine contrary to those of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints and this seems to be the biggest issue that we've heard from moms where you know can i go to a gay marriage can i support my gay son's marriage can i put a pride flag up um can i march in a parade
0: what can i do can i say anything on social media that's right and i I think this is this is true for the membership of the church not just for moms this is for our lgbtq members this is for our advocates advocates, just for the rank and file all of us in the church right this is a this is a Complicated questions. So, luckily, President or uh, Elder Christofferson in 2015 answered this. It was on an interview he did. um, He did it a couple of times, but it was in 2015. And he was asked about Latter day Saints who support same sex marriage privately among family and friends or publicly by posting entries on Facebook marching in pride parades and belonging to gay friendly organizations. And he named two, um, but just any gay friendly organizations. Can you do so without threat of losing their church membership or temple privileges? So he's hitting this question straight on, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. His answer is we have individual members in the church with a variety of different opinions, beliefs, and positions on these and other issues. In our view, it doesn't really become a problem unless someone is out attacking the church and its leaders. If that's a deliberate and persistent effort and trying to get others to follow them, trying to draw others away, trying to pull people, if you will, out of the church or away from its teachings and doctrines, then it becomes a problem. And you can see where the individual, your individual beliefs cross over to like, persuading others where that becomes a problem. But when it's my, you know, and this is a good question, because I am very supportive of of, um, same-sex marriage. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about this before. I think that for my gay child, that is the healthiest way to live is in a marriage and in a committed relationship. Mm -hmm. Now, some other people might not agree with me, and that's totally fine. Right. You respect their belief on it. Totally. And I understand why they are frustrated with my beliefs. But I have I feel like I've done enough work on this one that I can say that. And um, and that's what we have shared with our son.
1: So and I love what the handbook says about this too, where it says, and this is in handbook 26, 5.7, members whose close relatives publicly oppose the church or belong to apostate groups. Bishops and their counselors should be sensitive when issuing recommends to members whose close relatives relatives publicly oppose the church or belong to apostate group. Members in these circumstances should not be made to feel that they cannot have a temple recommend because of their family associations. They should be encouraged. To maintain a loving relationship with these close relatives, they may be issued a temple recommend if they answer all temple recommend questions appropriately and sincerely. So the Lord doesn't want to break up families over how we disagree, you know?
0: He knows what our stewardship is. Our stewardship is in part raising gay children or transgender children or non-binary children or what have you, or any kind of child. And And so he knows that. The seven is really, you need to answer why, why are
1: you supporting, promoting? Are you supporting, promoting to pull them away from the Lord, to pull them away from church? Or are you doing that with Christ to bring your family together to where's your heart? You know, it's it's really is the why of where you're, why you're doing what you're doing. And I think if you can answer that and you are know Christ is in the why you could answer that so confidently, no, you know, I am not doing anything to take away from Christ or his plan for me or my children.
0: Right. I think that's so good. In fact, I was reading the, rereading the Beatitudes yesterday and, and the Lord or Jesus Christ is speaking to them. And he said, you've heard these rules, Mm -hmm. but I want you to think about your heart. Yeah. So, you know, the rules, I want you to think about your heart. And I think that's what the temple recommend is. It
1: is. It's a great modern day beatitude for us, right? It is.
0: It is the, but I have said, I look on your heart. Like that's what this kind of inventory is.
1: And so the rest, like eight through nine, are you know, about um, honest, are you striving? I love how they change the word to strive because- all of us are striving and not not always are perfect. And we sometimes miss the mark. But the Lord, once again, where's your heart? How are you, you know, are you striving to do this? Because he knows, hey, he did not send us down here to fail. And he sent, but he sent us down here fallible that he knew we would fail a lot of the times. And we so I love to learn. And yes. learning
0: how to recover from a fall is a seriously
1: important skill. <laughs> it is. And I think the next Question that people have a hard time with is 15. And I think the last uh, one, yeah. John said 70% of the people he interviews feel like they can't answer yes to this, where it says, do you consider yourself worthy to enter the Lord's house and participate in temple ordinances? And I was talking to Allison before, I'm like, all of us really should say no to this because none of us like are worthy, but we are all worthy with Christ. The atonement is what makes us all be able to qualify to go into the Lord's house and makes the difference for us. Like we all have a mode in our eye, right? There's all, um, all of us are fallible and all of us are working and striving and really it's the why, where are you at in the journey with Like, do you want to be with the Lord? Are you striving to have the Lord more in your life? Are you striving to be more um, obedient and be more following his, his laws because the why, because you want to have more of his spirit and want to be more of his disciple. Right. Exactly. And- I think it's pretty easy, you know? And I think so when you think about, yes, with Christ and me being aligned with Christ and being confident with Christ, yes, I am qualified to enter into the Lord's house and participate in temple
0: ordinances. I know it is a very heavy question, but I think like you said, it's, where's your heart? Like, does your heart want to be there? Yeah. And, and are you worthy? I mean, who's more worthy sorry this makes this sound like the hardest thing which it's not but who's more worthy than someone that's suffer that's really struggling with some issues in the church and wants to be in the temple finding answers yes and that's that's worthiness because there's a lot of places that are not great to find answers no and between you and the lord in the endowment session i'm telling you there are i've had the most remarkable questions like like what is my son's um full measure of creation mm. like that one hit me really hard one day and and I think about that all the time and there's just there's beautiful questions that the lord can put in your mind or or um phrases i mean it's like a new it's like a new experience. Every time I go there, I focus on something differently
1: for sure. And it's like, um, elder Irene just said in the last conference, he said, you know, like the temple, it's an easier place to hear revelation. And he said, and we all need to qualify for it so that we c- can be ready for the temple experiences that we need in the future. Mm-hmm. And so I think like, th- I want to, you to leave this conversation with us today like realizing like it's your responsibility to spiritually prepare for your temple recommend interview and that preparing with the lord and asking and going through that inventory with the lord should give you that confidence to go in if you're nervous at all to go into that meeting with the stake president and bishop and have a really spiritual meeting with them mm-hmm. because you are confident and you're really directing that and like i'm going to end with my and you can't be the mom you need to be without this gift of the temple. It really is what makes the difference for you to show up in the spiritual leader for your child and for you to really grow into yourself is that higher um laws that we learn and the higher inspiration we get in the temple. And like John says the um Teflon is that what he called it the Teflon. Oh, I think Kevlar. Kevlar is even tougher than te- yes. Teflon. And 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 I think, like I said, I'm going to end with, with the quote I started. The Lord does not require perfect faith for us to have access to his perfect power. The Lord, if you want to, your, what is your heart becoming? Why are you doing these things? And that's for you to examine and for you to examine and then bring it to the bishop and the state president and have that lovely conversation with them.
0: Well, and and as Jenny was talking, I thought about our members who maybe aren't in doubt to go through the temple for whatever reason yeah, and are still struggling with this. I, I have had, uh, really emotional experiences in the baptismal. Oh, for sure. With my, um, with my son, I remember looking at him and saying, look at this, you are a gay kid in the temple doing baptisms for other, I don't know, I'll cry, but bringing other people to Christ. Oh. Like, He didn't, he chose not to serve a mission because it was too hard, but he could go through the temple and I mean, he can go into the baptistry and he can bring others to Christ. Like that is a good place to go. And the Lord will give you what you need there if you are not in doubt. And then you can talk to the Lord about like whether the next step is important for you or whether, you know, so
1: it's kind of like the widow's might. is like, bring, bring what you can to the Lord right now. And the Lord will magnify it and then you will be able to build on it. But, but start like wherever you are in this process, we just encourage you to like take ownership of this, realize it's important and see what you could do to align yourself more with the Lord. So you could be in his
0: house and understand that the stake president, the bishop, they're there to help you. Yep. And, but they are also, um. But this is this is you and the Lord really. They're they're there to help you get from one stage and to to be witness to your inventory or your accounting of your stewardship. But
1: This is between you and the Lord, and, and the Lord wants you to have these rights and privileges. I mean, anything like Doctor and Covenants were learned this year. Every he's always like, come to the Ohio's. Like I want to give you yes. this power, this power and high. Like the Lord wants you to have this power. He he so he will help you in any way to. In that process and know it's your right. It is your right as his child to be in that temple.
0: And if you remember the endowment is a gift, then you know he wants to give you the gift. And okay. we want you to have the gift of having the spirit with you always as you parent, as you uh stand up for, as you live your life as a gay person, and in any way that you show up as uh in this church with this issue or or with I shouldn't say issue, but with this on your heart. Um We want you to have the confidence of Christ and the companionship of Christ. So, okay. We love
1: you. We love you. If you have any questions about us, please DM us because we'd love to discuss it with you. Absolutely. Right. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the Lift and Love podcast. And if you like what we share, we would be so
0: grateful if you would leave us a five-star rating. For more tips and resources, follow us on Instagram and Facebook under Lift and love org and Jenny Hunter Coaching. You can also go to liftandlove.org for loads of information and entry into our free support groups. If you're interested in personal coaching, sign up at JennyHunterCoaching.com. The first appointment is free. But most importantly, remember, you are not alone in this journey. We are building a community of thriving and faithful LGBTQ families who are here to lift and love you.